Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. Welcome. To Warriors Wrap Up. Wrap and Bob Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Over to Jake Lehman. Lehman dribbling with Lee trailing. Goes up, rejected by Wiseman, knocked away. Draymond comes up with it, feeds the big fellow, running the floor, goes up and dunked it from the right hand. He took one giant step and threw it down. Love it. He can fly. Play of the night on a career night for James Wiseman. Uh, 25 points. Warriors get the job done tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves for the second consecutive game. We welcome you into Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. John Dickinson and Ryan Covey, 123-111 is the final. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to participate in the program as the Warriors now 10-8 and eight on this young season. And, and my goodness, Ryan Covey, about 50, 52 minutes ago, the Warriors polished off uh, a hell of a night uh, at Chase Center uh, as they beat Minnesota for a second consecutive game. Yeah, and in the process, move a couple games over 500. Price of admission wins, beating the Timberwolves. And this was their third little two-game set against a team. Uh, and, you know, this was the, the their opportunity to go for a sweep. Obviously, in Portland and, and against L.A., they had lost the first game and then won the second. Tonight, they had the opportunity to, to kill off a, a Short-handed Timberwolves team got the job done. Great second quarter by Kelly Oubre, a career high in that frame after getting in some early foul trouble. James Wiseman, uh, that sequence in the third quarter with the block, and then he runs the floor and throws it down, tantalizing J.D. Uh, and on a night where Steph Curry didn't have his shot going, a lot of other guys did, man, and, uh, and this was a great team win. Uh, the only thing I, I think really a negative for the Warriors was the fact that they, they couldn't put the thumping on the Timberwolves enough at the start of the fourth quarter to where the starters could take the entire fourth quarter off. Uh, the Warriors were able to, to, to get ahead, but it wasn't quite enough of a blowout. So Steph Curry came back in, Draymond came back in, Wiggins at, at some point came back in with about four minutes to go and had to polish off and, and just finish it just to make sure, get it down to about that two-minute mark uh, with the second game of the back-to-back -back ahead. I, I think there was some hope, and you even addressed this on, on Warriors Live before the game. 
try to make this one where you can rest the starters because you know you got to travel to Phoenix and, and go in the second of the back-to-backs. The Warriors couldn't quite get that done. But, yeah, a whole lot of Kelly Oubre tonight and, and James Wiseman. And, look, th- this team was up against it uh, at 8-8, eight and eight, two ugly games really against the Knicks and the Jazz, but they're able to bounce back uh, and win the two games they had to against the shorthanded Minnesota Timberwolves squad. And James Wiseman, uh, a career night for him. He came out very comfortable from three-point range. Uh, the block that we played uh, off the top where Draymond finds him running the floor for a dunk. I mean, he was just having his way inside, having his way outside, do- doing really whatever he wanted tonight, and and really continuing to, to look comfortable uh coming off the bench as he works his way back toward what we all know is coming, and that is him being a starter for this Warriors team for a long time to come. Yeah, and and much was made of the decision to make the switch. And for me, it's it's really about minute allocation as opposed to who starts the game. I mean, hell, Zaza Pachulia used to start the game at center for the Dubs. You think he was out there in crunch time in the fourth quarter? No, no disrespect to Zaza Pachulia, but uh, there, the, there's a closer lineup, and and there's guys that are going to play the bulk of the minutes for this team. And you know, Kavon Looney ended up playing what 12 minutes tonight, and and James Wiseman had it going. Uh, so Steve Kerr stuck with him and. Hey, look, what do you know? The the two guys, J.D., who maybe have reason to, to kind of look in the mirror and reevaluate or maybe have had their, uh, you know, their, their gumption tested uh, this week, James Wiseman getting bumped out of the starting lineup, boom, he goes off for a career night. Kelly Oubre, the subject of trade rumors, boom, career high, 16 points in the second quarter. So uh, these guys answered the call, and, and that's the, you know, these are the kind of keys that I look for, like, this is pro sports, man. Like you got to you got to wear your big boy pants, and oh, that's all part of it. You know, getting get knocked out of the starting lineup if you're a rookie, or being the subject of trade rumors. Like it's not how you get knocked down; it's how you get back up, man. And and I think James Weissman has shown us some maturity beyond his years. Uh, clearly, the athleticism and everything he brings on the floor is tantalizing. But I'm so impressed with that young man off of the floor. And then Kelly Oubre, he's a gamer, man. He's he's a warrior, and and I hope that he stays uh, because he you can tell he's the kind of cat that cares whether or not this team wins basketball games and I want dudes like that on my squad we're going to focus a lot on, on James Wiseman here as we're going to keep it going to about 11 12 11 15 hell we might we might go all the way to midnight tonight if, if you know if, if the people are fired up and and, and want to you know want to give us a call at, at 888-957-9570 uh, we're here for it uh, we'll get into Wiseman though but I, I wanted to start with Kelly Oubre, and I I wanted to play this clip uh, early on in the program here from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, because one of the questions he was asked really right off the top, did he talk to Kelly Oubre about what we were all talking about uh, over the course of the last 36 hours or so, and that's the the trade rumors, and and Steve Kerr was real direct uh, in in his assessment of, of this thing. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I talked to him about it. it. It was, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, the team called us and asked about, you know, didn't even make an offer, just asked about Kelly. Next thing we know, it's online. But this is sort of modern NBA, modern life headlines. I tell the players all the time, and I told Kelly today, like, this is where you really earn your money. You know, the basketball part is the easy part, you know, but packing up your family and leaving, getting injured, getting booed, you know, or reading your name and 
in trade rumors. Those things are not easy. So I was really proud of Kelly. He handled it really well. We texted this afternoon and and then I just told him just now how proud I was because it, it's not easy to play through that stuff. And, you know, he came in and had one of his best games and was really the key to our finally, you know, gaining some traction in the game in that second quarter. So, uh, yeah, th- that's all well and good. And I-, I love the interaction between Steve Kerr and-, and Kelly Oubre. But how about Steve Kerr just putting the Pelicans on blast? Yeah, a team called. They didn't even make an offer. And then they leaked it. And it winds up online. I mean, that was that. that that's well, the story within the story right there. Yeah, well, it- it's probably a little irritating for Steve Kerr because now he's had to go to one of his guys who they just traded for and he's trying to keep him right mentally, right? You know, keeping him in the starting lineup and, and, and kind of riding it out with them. And then all of a sudden that report comes out. And I think Steve Kerr wanted to make it crystal clear. We, we didn't dial up the Pelicans. The, the, the Pelicans dialed us up. Uh, and, you know, you're always going to take a phone call. Like, that's, that's your responsibility as Bob Myers. Somebody wants to, to you know, talk to you about a, a potential deal. Well, I'm listening. You know, that nothing wrong with that. Uh, and, you know, it got out. Fair enough. If Kelly Oubre took that as a slight, like, so be it. It's it's a business. And he's on an expiring contract, as you pointed out last night, J.D. This is And the Warriors are in a transitional season. So uh, if that's the case and, and he if he was going to get upset about it, okay, cool. We'll go out and show the Warriors why they wouldn't ever want to trade you. And that's what I was looking for. How do you respond to it? He responded in a major way tonight and he even dropped an F-bomb on the, uh, on the post game. I caught that. I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, on the exchange with coach crazy, let's go get this F and win. So, uh, I, I think Kelly Oubre is a guy, JD, he's been traded before. He got traded in the off season. Like he, he understands that part of it. Um, and I know he's frustrated with how things have started out here for him at golden state. Uh, but there's still definitely time to make it right. And I, I'm glad that Steve Kerr was, uh, transparent with them about it. And then They've got that kind of rapport where they can have that conversation. Then he went out and played his ass off tonight. No, no problem here. Yeah, he did. He did and made up. And, and, yeah, you give Kelly Oubre a lot of credit because he got in quick foul trouble and then came back and, and ran that whole second quarter with the, the, the bench unit for the first half of it and then the, the old starting lineup for the second half of it. You had James Wiseman back out there to close that first half. You had Oubre out there with Draymond and Wiggins and Steph for those final, uh, really the back end of the first half. And, and Oubre played very well. The, the 16 points, the most that he's ever scored in a quarter in his NBA career. Uh, and it goes on to be a real nice night for him. 20 points on, on seven and nine shooting, nine boards, three assists, a couple of steals. He had a block. Uh, nice effort for Kelly Oubre. And, and you touched on it. And, and we'll go ahead and, and, and rack it up and, and, and play it right now. Uh, this, this was Kelly Oubre talking about uh, playing with the uh, trade rumor hanging over his head. It's very controversial in one's life just because, you know, you want to be comfortable. You want to just play the game of basketball and not have any stresses. But at the end of the day, it's a a business. And the coach has been through it um, just like we all have. So, you know, for him to just reach out and just talk to me through it, it's been great. Um, But it it did not affect my game tonight. At the end of the day, I'm just – I'm a warrior. Like I told him, let's go get the win. There you go. Oubre's got a little attitude, man. And you know when, when Ed it. Davis hit him with the when Ed Davis hit him with the flagrant foul, and and this was the kind of thing we talked about before the season. Ed Davis hit him with the flagrant foul, and and it was a pretty clear, pretty quick that he was going to get ejected for that, and rightfully so. Borderline dirty play by Davis, uh, but it it almost lit the fuse with Oubre. Like, and Oubre's the kind of guy, and I, I I tweeted it out in this manner. He wants all the smoke. 
but then he'll he'll go looking for the smoke. So he's he's the, he's the dude that wants it, but then he also kind of hunts for it a little bit. And whether it was you know getting hit and then doing the push ups, or whether it was responding with the sixteen point uh, sixteen point quarter after the flagrant foul. He likes a little bit of extra edge uh, in his game, and that was that was on full display tonight. He's got swag. I mean, just straight up. I think we can all acknowledge it. And we haven't really got to see the real Kelly Oubre come out of his, his quote, shell yet to the level that I think he would have liked to because, well, he was shooting like 5% from three-point range. Okay, not that drastic, but we all know that he was struggling with his shot. So, you know, he was still doing all the other things on the defensive end. He was being a pest, you know, guarding the other team's primary ball handler. And, and you know, that's a huge ask, uh, you know, especially when you're playing, you know, some of the teams that the Warriors have played so far this season. Uh, and by and large, Kelly Oubre, the majority of games has shown up on that end of the floor. Hasn't clicked for him offensively, but this is a guy that wants to play with a little bit of edge. Like, that's when you're going to get the best out of him. I, I think a guy named Draymond Green, uh, I, I, most Warriors fans are pretty familiar with the way he likes to play. And, you know, when he plays with that edge. So certain guys are like that. And as long as you can keep that under control, J.D., and it doesn't it doesn't go too far, I think Oubre is also a really sharp guy, right? Like, and, and so he understands. He's he's kind of playing that that mental game as well, and he's there for it. And I think you know the the Warriors when as they're trying to figure out this next uh, this next iteration, JD, and, and they're trying to figure out like what comes next and this next chapter for Steph and, and whatnot. You need guys like that, right? Guys that just bring that passion and that intensity every night uh, because there's been so much roster turnover, and you can't just have a bunch of dudes that are just out there just kind of hooping it up, you know, going back and forth, trading buckets. No, man, you need somebody that's going to be John a little bit and, and that's going to bring it. Now, it can't just be all hot air, right? Uh, but you need you need passion, you know, because the game can get a little monotonous. And uh, so guys like Kelly Oubre, they're they're important to have. They're, they're valuable assets for a franchise, especially when they're doing it at both ends like he did tonight. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson, Warriors wrap-up. On 95.7, the game, 888-957-9570. Warriors beat the Timberwolves for a second straight affair, 123-111. to We'll come back. We'll hear more from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, more from Kelly Oubre, more from James Wiseman. Warriors now 10-8 and on the season. Believe it or not, we are 25% of the way done with the 2020-21 regular season. We'll have some thoughts on that. And uh, just where the Warriors are at here, at the quarter pole. That's all straight ahead. Warriors wrap up 95-7 the game. Hey. Ray Jr. catches, takes a dribble, another three. It's up nice. and good. Straight on. Back-to-back triples for Ubre, and we're tied at 31. Now, back to Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95-7 the game. Yeah, Warriors win it tonight. Big night for Kelly Oubre. Big night for James Wiseman. A career night for James Wiseman. Career high, 25 points. 9 of 14 from the field. He knocked down three three three-pointers. And he just continues, uh, as the Warriors win at 123 to 111, uh, he just continues, Covey, to be so comfortable from the outside. He almost looks more comfortable with his three-point shot than he does with his mid-range or, or even some of the times where maybe Draymond will hit him with a pass and, he, and he's got to turn and shoot a little seven- or eight-footer. He, he looks more comfortable from three and, and has really – for the entire season that he does with with almost any other shot that isn't a dunk. 
Yeah, well, he's he's gifted. There's no doubt about that. He's got a smooth stroke, especially for a guy that big. You can tell he spent a lot of time working on it. Some guys, they just got it like that. I mean, you know, eventually Wiseman's going to pop off for 30-plus. I think we can all see it coming. Uh, and, you know, no Carl Anthony Towns from Minnesota. Um, you know, they're they're certainly, uh, you know, vulnerable, uh, to, to say the very least. Uh, and then, you know, they've had some other injuries as well. Uh, so this was a night where he could make some hay, and, and he absolutely did. So uh, it's, it's great to see him continuing to ascend and I think it's a really clear indicator to me that um, he he took this lineup switch for what it was worth as I said on the pregame much bigger deal outside of the Warriors locker room than in it Um, I think these guys are all locked in and and Wiseman you know he he even reiterated tonight seeing Looney out there for that first shift kind of trying to assess his spacing and how, how the teams are setting up like he's really he's a student of the game and I don't think that's just like him, you know, trying to put a, a a bow on this thing and put a nice sheen on it. I think he really means that. And so he's the kind of guy, a lot of smart people, J.D., they will take the best out of any situation uh, and, and maximize it. And I think he's looking at it like that. He understands he's a rookie. He's got a long way to go. Uh, but, man, he will just tantalize you with the skills at both ends. His anticipation, J.D., and, and, and you mix that with the athleticism, oh, man, they, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, and, and we're focused a lot, and we've talked a lot about his offense. You know, Steve Kirk came out, and we'll, we'll roll this for you now. Steve Kirk came out and, and really praised him more so defensively and in, in what he was able to do and, and basically following a lot of the things that, that the coaching staff has, has tried to, to implement with him. Here's, here's what Coach Kerr had to say. James was fantastic tonight. Obviously, you know, some highlight reel dunks and transition and catching lobs and that kind of stuff. But what what we were all most pleased about was his verticality at the rim. I think he must have had four plays where he did exactly what he's being taught every day, which is to get position, jump straight up, arm straight up. And uh, don't come down, don't don't uh, don't reach. And he did that four different times where he was not called for a foul. And and that's really the key to his defensive awareness: defending without fouling and just using that immense size and athleticism to make it difficult for people to score over the top of him. So really encouraging. And the young guy is, I've said it many times, he's hes not only talented, but he's got a, a great head on his shoulders. The way he handled everything the last couple of days, you know, moving to the bench, uh, the way he uh, responded to the media questions, the way he responded in practice. He had a great practice yesterday. So this is a young guy who uh, is very mature and wants to win and competes and, and works his butt off. So Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Pretty uh, impressive is, is the word that, that just continues to come up. And and while you know the offensive game has been up and down, I, I think it's pretty clear that that the biggest reason why Steve Kerr made the short term change was defensively. And and I think also some of the foul issues that that he was having on the defensive end. But but he's been able to he's been able to correct a, a lot of that uh, these last these last couple of games coming off the bench and, and tonight he, he he really was making plays on both both ends yeah I mean you go back to the Lakers game right that was a what was could be categorized as a very tough night for Wiseman he ended up only playing 13 minutes in that game picked up five fouls uh, it was just a real off night for him since then you know he has the big game against the Spurs where he pops off for 20 uh, plays 25 minutes against the Knicks only has one foul in those 25 minutes um, he's been in double figures every game since that Lakers game uh, tonight 24 minutes only commits three fouls um, and you know he's, he's, his rebounding has been a lot better he just seems positioned 
positionally sound as well, J.D. He's, just, he's a guy that's getting more comfortable, and you would expect the game to start to slow down a little bit for him. And I think, too, it's also the other guys around him who, by the way, you know, Draymond Green, pretty good passer. Steph Curry, very high IQ basketball player. As these guys start to figure things out with him uh, and, and where he's at and, and where he wants the ball, they're just all getting more comfortable. And, you know, we're at the quarterway point of the season now, so um, this is where you would hope to see it really start to bear fruit. And I, I would only imagine that it's going to get better. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's hard to think that it's like having a bunch of great musicians and, and the more that they play together, you, you only think they're going to crank out some more hits, right? And so I feel like we're, we're just kind of getting started here, but uh, they've had enough playing time under their belt. And of course it was going to be clunky in the beginning. Why we didn't play in the preseason? And he's basically, you know, three college games. I mean, can you even say that he played in college? I mean, barely. Uh, so he's, he's a young cat still getting acclimated to NBA life. Thankfully for him, he's got a great coach, great system, and plays with great players. Um, but it was always going to be a work in progress. I think you hear it in Steve Kerr, though, with his assessment, just how teachable this young man is, right? Because what they want to impute to him in practice, he can go out there and implement it in the game. And a lot of rookies, it's, ah, man, he just he doesn't quite get it. He doesn't quite get it. Why? Well, I mean, he's, he's quick to adapt. That's the whole high IQ thing. You mix that with the athleticism and the size, and, well, you have a generational talent. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Warriors win it over the Timberwolves 123-111. to So Golden State now two straight wins. They'll have another opportunity to get that third straight win for the first time this season. Tomorrow night in Phoenix as the Warriors are now 10-8 and on the season. The loss uh, dropped the Timberwolves to 4-13. and and uh, the added benefit of that uh, for the Warriors is obviously the Warriors own the Minnesota Timberwolves first round pick in this summer's draft, as long as it's not in the top three. But if the Timberwolves are going to be among the bottom three uh, of the NBA, they're going to have uh, the Warriors, I'm talking about, a 60% chance, roughly, uh, it's within a, a tenth of a percentage point either way, depending upon exactly where the Timberwolves finish. But it's basically a 60% chance that the Warriors would get the Timberwolves' first-round pick if they are among those bottom three teams in the league. And right now, that's right where the Timberwolves are, uh, and the Warriors help push them farther down with a couple of wins here in, in the last couple of games. So it helps the Warriors in their standing and trying to move forward and, and be a playoff team this year but beating the Timberwolves head-to-head -head and they'll get one more opportunity in Minneapolis between now and the end of the season, that helps the Warriors in terms of their future, and that could be that could be a game-changing type of a talent if we're talking about the fourth or the fifth pick in this draft. Yeah, and could you imagine you suffer through 15 wins last year, you get James Wiseman, uh, you created uh, – the D'Angelo Russell situation with, with Kevin Durant moving out of town. Sure, it hard capped you, but Andre Iguodala didn't want to stick around for that situation with the Dubs last year anyway. It was, it was about time uh, to turn the page there. And then you can turn that into Andrew Wiggins and a draft pick next year. I mean, you, you, could, you could restock the youth of this basketball team basically all, all around one move when it was all said and done. So um, a, a tremendous opportunity there uh, for the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, you talk about opportunity, J.D. I mean, you go back a couple of times this season, Warriors, when they beat Toronto back on the 10th, they improved to 6-4. and four. What happened? They lost two games in a row after that to Indiana and Denver. Then they climb out of that hole. You beat San Antonio wire-to-wire -wire on the 20th. You improved to 8-6. and six. 
They dropped two games. Now they've they've increased their their advance their uh Games over 500, there are two games over 500, so now for the third time, you've got a chance to play a basketball game and get to three games over 500. So uh, this is a, a Phoenix team, too, that I think they can beat, J.D. They lost to OKC tonight. I know Phoenix is, is, is good, but they're gettable. And if the Warriors get this type of team effort that they got tonight, uh, I, I think they could do it. I mean, we got to give Damian Lee some props tonight. Terrific game for him. Uh, he had a, a season high in scoring. Uh, just a lot of different guys stepped up. So I think there's a lot of reasons to feel good about where this team's at right now. And they got a real opportunity tomorrow night. They do, and, and Devin Booker's been out uh, and, and likely will be out uh, again tomorrow. He didn't play tonight, so it's going to be a little bit of a shorthanded squad for the Phoenix Suns as well. And, and yeah, they're going to be on the second of a back-to-back, and, and they're not they're not playing as well as they were at, at the beginning of the season. The, the week off that they took because of their close contact to the Washington Wizards when the Wizards had their COVID outbreak, uh, that led to the Suns uh, missing a handful of games, including the Warriors were already supposed to have gone there uh, and play 12 nights ago on the 15th. That game's getting or got postponed and will get replayed at some point down the line. But the Suns have not been the same since they were forced to, to stop. And now they're dealing with an injury to uh, one of their star players uh, in Devin Booker. So 888-957-9570, big opportunity for the Warriors uh, tomorrow night to try and get to three over. And then the Pistons uh, at Chase Center on Saturday night. And right now the Pistons are – uh, one of just two teams in the NBA that currently have a worse record than the Timberwolves. The Wizards uh, are the other one. And, and yeah, the Wizards uh, lost again last night. Uh, that's three straight for them since they've resumed play uh, following their COVID outbreak uh, and hiatus. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. This is Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Covey. Warriors win it 123-111 to 111 over the Timberwolves tonight. Uh, let's keep it moving in, in terms of the postgame sound. We were talking a lot about James Wiseman, a career-high 25 points for him. Uh, and he addressed just being comfortable right now uh, with the way – uh, he's being used these last two games. Most definitely. Really just, I, it makes me more motivated coming off the bench because I'm able to help out even more. I'm more effective because I'm just studying Loon and like how he can be able to guard the defense and just trying to figure out the different coverages. So it's really like helped me out a lot. So most definitely coming off the bench is something that's very effective for me so far. And then back-to-back, I want to hit this one as well. We heard from Steve Kerr on the verticality uh, Wiseman addressed that uh, and working with the coaches. Man, every day. Like, I hear it almost every day, and I'm actually getting better at it. And in today's game, that was, like, one of my best games defensively in terms of walling up and using that verticality. So I'm most definitely getting better on that. So he's getting better <laughs> defensively. That's the thing the coaches are the most concerned about. And this is the second game in a row where – you know, we all talk about it, right? Oh, the second pick of the draft, and he got benched, and and what does it all mean? It's the second game in a row where he's come out, and it it's real. Like you, you just listen to the tone of his voice. He didn't care. In, in fact, no. he's uh, one of the one of the phrases I always use is, you know, when something goes wrong, use it to your advantage. And I feel like Wiseman's using it to his advantage right now with a little less pressure coming off the bench. 
He played 24 minutes tonight. Like, you know, Pascal has been hitting a bit of a rough patch lately uh, at that small ball five. Uh, and look, Kavon Looney, Kavon Looney's never going to be a guy that's going to play 20-plus minutes with any kind of regularity. He's a 12-16-minute to, to guy. So James Wiseman, as soon as Marquise Chris went down this year, James Wiseman knew off top if, if he is – doing the things that they ask him to do and, and going out there and implementing the game plan on a nightly basis, he is going to get a ton of run. Not to mention the fact, well, he's a number two pick and, you know, the the politics of NBA rosters play into it as well. Although Steve Kerr is not going to, you know, just be pressed into playing James Wiseman, but he knows bottom line, he's going to get an opportunity. And, and look, he's passing the test, right? I mean, every time we see him go out there, he every night from from the opening game of the season, James Weissman's had at least one moment in the in a game, usually a couple, where you're like, oh, that's special. Okay, don't really see that very often at the NBA level. Uh, and, and then, you know, w- when you have that type of size, a lot of guys are just big, J.D., uh, but they, they're kind of stationary and, and they don't have that combination of athleticism. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He's got the IQ. He's got the desire to be better. He's got the youth. I mean, He's checking so many boxes. He's hitting threes. I mean, like, what more could you ask for from a 19-year-old uh, who's just getting his feet wet at the NBA level? It, Steve Kerr should be over the moon right now, and, and then he handles this on top of it, showing the maturity. Like, uh, come on, James Weissman, if he's not the rookie of the year, I don't know who is. By the way, though, Anthony Edwards looked pretty good tonight. Uh, good to see him, you know, hitting some threes and stuff. I like Anthony Edwards, um, but James Weissman, he's checking all the boxes for me right now. Yeah, Anthony Edwards looks like he's just going to be a, a, a bucket and a problem and a physical specimen and, and somebody that's going to, in pretty short order here, be able to get any shot he wants at, at any time. So I, I think he's going to be a nice player uh, and grow to be an even more efficient player uh, sure. as his young career continues to grow. So I, I think the Timberwolves, you can say, they've, they've done a lot of things wrong over the last few years and maybe sending that first-round pick that the Warriors are going to end up with, whether it's in 21 or 22, is going to wind up being the worst part of all of it. Uh, but uh, that's one thing. I mean, I think Anthony Edwards is, is going to be a, a nice player. Uh, one other piece of Wiseman audio I, I wanted to roll here. Uh, he did get asked about maybe there being a little extra motivation to play well against the team that had the number one pick and didn't pick him. Uh, here's what he said. Yeah, you can say that, but really, I just, like, I was just really just focused on the coach's game plan and just trying to win this game. I really wasn't worried about that factor, but, I mean, just, like, I'd be motivated each game just trying to get better and just trying to be the best I can be out there. Just wanting to be effective, especially starting, like, just playing in my position and just trying to play my position the best of my ability. So, I look at those type of factors, but I'm really just happy that we got the victory tonight and everybody gave it their full effort, so everybody played hard. Great answer, him. but I want to focus on the first couple words. Yeah, you could say that because I think he tried to tamp it down. But he the, the very first answer, Covey, the very yeah. yeah, you could say that. I, 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 right. I was paying attention to it. Yeah, he that was like the perfect way to answer that. Like he gave you the yeah, you could say that. But then let me implement my Warriors media Jedi rookie training right away. Uh, <laughs> the Raymond yeah, Ritter if, course. I was just gonna say Raymond Ritter sat down with them and was like, "All right, this is how it goes, young man. You know, it's like in uh, you know Kevin Costner. Let's go over your cliches, right? In Bull Durham, uh, he he's got them all, and he just he gets it. And and look, even you know this goes back to. Uh, you know, the first couple games of the year, uh, you know, where he pops off and puts up some big numbers and everybody's, you know, throwing all these platitudes his way. And he's like, 
look, we lost. Like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. We lost tonight. And and I love that about a young player because, you know, it'd be easy for him to be a little hyper-focused on himself. Uh, but it, the reality is this is a team game, and, and the Warriors got some things they want to accomplish as a group. I think that speaks to the culture and what they're imputing to him on a daily uh, basis as well. And he just he seems like he's made of that kind of stuff, J.D. He's about the team. And if that stuff is is disingenuous, it comes across. And I think Wiseman, he's he's that guy, man. He, he, he does want to see the whole team play well because he knows that's the proverbial rising tide lifting all ships. So um, he's gone through the Raymond Ritter Media School, no doubt, uh, and he, apparently he's passed it with flying colors. Well, and I'm, I'm looking at some of the games where Wiseman has played well, and, and tonight obviously being the highlight of them with the, the career-high 25 points. But uh, tonight, the game against San Antonio – there's been he's played well in some games that the Warriors haven't played well in. Those first two games come to mind of the season, yeah. but the three games that also come to mind where he played really well and the Warriors were able to get the win are obviously tonight's game, that game against San Antonio, and then the game against Sacramento. I thought he played pretty well uh, in his 17 minutes on that game back uh, all the way sure. on January the 4th when, when they blew the Kings out. But uh, th- those games haven't – like he's flashed and had moments, but it hasn't always equated with the nights where the Warriors collectively have had some of their, their bigger moments. And I, I feel like tonight is almost those two – those two things, I know it was against the Timberwolves, but it felt like those two uh, – uh, I, I, I'm searching for the word here. Th- those two goals kind of intersected tonight in terms of his yeah. development but also playing well and then the team collectively playing well. And I, I think that was on display. Yeah, you know, it's so funny too, J.D. Like you look at last night, right, and or two nights ago, and, and they win by 22 – you know, tonight they only end up winning by 12, but I think we can all agree they actually played a much better team basketball game tonight. The only reason that they didn't beat the brakes off of the Timberwolves tonight is because Steph Curry had an off-shooting night, but they got an advantage. Uh, they had an advantage on the boards. They outscored them in the paint. They had 32 assists, shot 44% from the field, or uh, 44% from three, 54% from the field. I felt like this was a much more complete team win. Uh, you know, Kent Bazemore comes in, and, you know, when Oubre gets in foul trouble, gives him seven big points in the first quarter. I mean, you look, you look up in the first quarter, Andrew Wiggins was the only starter to score in the first quarter. He scored four points. Otherwise, it was all off the bench. So this was a great team win tonight. And now with James Wiseman, quote, coming off the bench, at least in the short term, makes the bench even more dangerous as well. So uh, maybe that balances out, the, you know, balances out the squad a little bit even more in the short term. So. So um, great team win. And it's funny. I feel like tonight was a, a better win, even though last night they scored more points and it was a bigger margin of victory. It was. I mean, it was ugly in the first quarter, but as the game went on, the Warriors played a lot better. And you mentioned the ball, the ball movement, 32 assists. They did have 21 turnovers tonight, which I think that was in part why the they were down in the second quarter a little bit before they, they wound up pushing ahead at halftime, but the 32 assists indicative of the better ball movement, and you mentioned the bench, the 60 bench points tonight for the Warriors. Uh, the the Warriors wind up uh, that that that's a season high for them. Uh, oh, so right. they they wind up in in real good position there, and it all adds up to a 123 to 111 victory uh, over the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Warriors now. Uh, improved to 10 and 8 and and I I do this from time to time I I, I d- didn't have to break out the calculator for this one Covey but we are at the quarter pole and this team is 10 and 8 
and it's a pretty it's pretty simple math. I mean, this team now is I they're on it. a forty and thirty two <laughs> pace. I mean, you yeah. could say what you want about the the good wins and maybe some ugly losses to to Utah and Brooklyn and Denver and Milwaukee, but this team right now, I think, if you're a Warriors fan. You'd sign up for 40 and 32 in a heartbeat right now. Steph's played all 18 to this point. You're going to have to continue that. And I think there's areas where this team can get better. Uh, and they've withstood, I think, maybe Kelly Oubre struggling a little bit. But but even if it just repeated itself three more times, 40 and 32 would be an outstanding season for this team. Yeah, and they're 10 and 8 and well, they started 0 and 2 and they got eviscerated in their first two games. So, 10 and 6 in the, you know, 16 games after that, they've had some marquee wins, you know, some real landmark wins, beating the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh they've they've beaten up bad teams. I mean, the the Knicks' loss has really been their only stinker, I would say, in a game where you flat out expected them to win and they didn't. So, They've actually been pretty damn consistent so far. And, you know, you look around in the NBA, like, you know, a lot of teams, they don't even really, you know, kind of turn it on, J.D., till the second half of the season. Like, this Warriors team knew 15 wins last year. They didn't have that luxury. This was their seventh home win tonight. Spoiler alert, they only had eight all of last year. So beat the the Pistons on Saturday, and you can equal the number of wins you had at the Chase Center last year, uh, you know, it, it, just after the quarter point of this year. So uh, they, they knew that getting off to a, a solid start this year was going to be so important, uh, you know, to racing last year and, and integrating a lot of these new players. So uh, you give them a ton of credit. Steph Curry, I think the time off, it's fair to say now, has served him very well. He looks pretty damn fresh. Um, and, and these guys are falling in behind him. And, and I love on a night where Steph is is getting off to a slow start, it was the 0-7 in the first quarter, and you look up and the dubs are still right there because Bazemore comes in. They were up by two after a quarter where Steph Curry, you know, plays basically the entire 12, say for the last 20 seconds or so, and doesn't score. Uh, but yet you look up, you still got a two-point lead because your bench came in, Bazemore came in, guys came in and stepped up. That's, that's a, a great sign for me, J.D., uh, because Steph Curry ain't going to have too many nights like this. No, and and I also feel like there's just uh, the Warriors didn't play. They played better tonight than they did Monday, but I I feel like they haven't played their best game of the week yet. And if they're saving their best game of the week or their most complete game of the week for tomorrow, then that's a really good sign because there was one thing that this Warriors team did in in the heyday when they were contending for championships is is they they saved you know. The, some of the lesser opponents where they knew maybe they could coast a little bit. And I'm not saying this team coasted these last two. I think there were times where they were really fighting for, for the wins and making sure they got them. But, but they had a, they had a knack for, for not playing as well against the teams where they could get away with not playing as well. And then rising to the occasion against the teams that they knew they had to rise to the occasion against to beat. And, and I feel like, and and I know we'll talk about this more on, on Warriors Live tomorrow as we'll be with you at 5.30 with the Warriors and yeah. Suns set to play again at, at, at 7 o'clock here uh, on 95.7 the game. I, I feel like there's just a there's a floodgate maybe waiting to open uh, in one of these next couple of games for the Warriors that we haven't seen yet. Well, they have a real opportunity. I mean, let's face it. And and look, they haven't won three games in a row yet this year, but they haven't lost three games in a row yet either. I mean, they just – they haven't been – 
consistent like that on either side, right? And so this is an opportunity for them to really punctuate what's been a lot of positives and, and going into Phoenix Place. They've had some success in the past. They're probably getting Phoenix at a good time right now. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, go out there and play, you know, a, a, an even more complete game tomorrow night. You know, hopefully Steph Curry gets off to a better start. Kelly Oubre, hey, it, could this just be Kelly Oubre taking a huge step in the right direction? Boy, you sure hope so. I mean, he's been bringing it defensively anyway. Um, you know, Andrew Wiggins didn't really need him to to be a, a huge contributor tonight, but guess what? You you believe in him right now, and you think that he will, and I think he was still pretty good defensively, especially with his switching tonight. So um, I, I think the stars, JD, they're they're kind of they're all kind of getting in that alignment, and and it could lead to a big win in, in Phoenix tomorrow night. Having said that, you know, don't don't be feeling yourself too much I mean let's just keep it real for a second you beat the Timberwolves two times in a row the Timberwolves stink and you beat the Timberwolves without D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns so I don't want anybody uh you know feeling like all right well <laughs> let's get our playoff tickets ready right I mean it's just, it, it doesn't work that way they haven't accomplished anything yet so hopefully the the other two times that they've had you know a couple of winning streaks get a couple games over 500 and then have gone out there and, and had some bad games after that hopefully that Knicks game last time out when they did that is going to be that kind of reminder and then want to avoid coming out flat like that so uh you know that that's what they have an opportunity opportunity you know beating a bad basketball team but just go and, and show tomorrow night that you've learned from some of the past transgressions earlier this year and, and show up ready to play in the desert tomorrow night yeah that's a great point and just looking at the standings here before we call it a night uh, the Warriors now with the 10 wins San Antonio won tonight so they move up into 10 win territory and the Suns, by virtue of their loss to the Thunder tonight, they're they're all the way down to eight and eight, and and they've lost three in a row, and they've lost actually seven of the last ten overall. So the Suns would would be on the outside looking in; they'd be in that play-in tournament uh, portion of the bracket. And the Warriors at ten and eight, with their win over the Spurs, are all the way up to sixth. And you just start looking at the at the Western Conference. The Lakers got beat tonight. The Utah Jazz are the number one team in the Western Conference now at 14-4 and four with the Lakers and Clippers both now 2-3 uh, and three with five losses. The Nuggets are coming around. They've won five in a row and eight of ten after a, a sluggish start. And Portland's still 9-7, and seven, but they're dealing with injuries. But the, the Warriors are, are right there in the mix. I, I think if Denver gets right and they're already getting right and Utah yeah. is what they look like they're going to be, uh, you know, getting into the top four is going to be tough. But I do think the the Warriors have a shot. The Warriors have a shot to, I think, get as high as five. I, I really do think I, that's on the table. Yeah. I think that's there's something to that, J.D. I mean, if you think about it, some of the teams that we thought coming in were going to be more factors, the Dallas Mavericks, I've watched a couple of their games. They play no defense. Like, that team yep. is nowhere near ready for prime time. I'm not going to say they stink, but they damn near stink, okay? Uh, the Thunder, they, they play tough, but they don't have the, you know, they don't have the depth. So you're not really worried about them. I think the Rockets have definitely been scrappy lately, but, you know, how, how is that going to hold up? I, you know, the Oladipo, Wall, Cousins thing, I think that's kind of held together with duct tape. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But again, like the Warriors, absolutely. The, the Trailblazers, I think they'll continue to slip, and the Warriors just got to worry about what's in front of them because any of those teams, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, the, the Suns, the Mavs, the Rockets, I could give you a bunch of reasons why they might not be built to last. And that's why coming into the season, I was thinking to myself, you know what? And this was even, you know, before Clay got hurt, obviously I felt more this way that I'm not going to, you don't go far betting against this core of Golden State Warriors. It's been so impressive what they've done even without Clay Thompson. But I think we've seen enough now, JD, to say, all right, th this team, 
when when they're right, they they can beat anybody. And we've seen it. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Lakers. So um, you know they they've got to bring that their A game to be in that conversation more often than not. But I I think there's something to that, man. This this team could certainly be a five seed, six seed, something like that. Avoid that playing tournament. That would be tremendous for this basketball team. And then who who'd want to play the Dubs in the first round? Like no way. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I I think whether it's Utah or the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, whoever it winds up being – because you think the Warriors, if look, if they're playing well enough to be a five seed, then that means that they're all also going to be playing, I think, even a little bit better than the level that they're playing currently to get to that point. And that, no doubt, would make them uh, a dangerous team that, that nobody really uh, would want to play. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Mauser. Thanks to Bobby Spang. Uh, excellent job uh, by one and all. Quick turnaround for us, buddy. We're back at 5.30 tomorrow. Uh, the Warriors and the Suns from Phoenix. That should be a fun one. Let's get it, baby. Three games over 500. Three-game winning streak. It's all in front of you for the third time. Third time's a charm, J.D. Let's get it. All right, Warriors get it done tonight, 123-111 to as they improve to 10-8. and We'll talk to you tomorrow, 5.30 for Warriors Live, right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.